Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and we'll just read verses 9 through 14. 9 through 14, say this. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are his goads and his nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books. There is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let's pray again. Father, again, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, uh, Lord, we love you and we want to love you more. Lord, we want to love each other more. Lord, we want to love the things of God more. And Lord, we want a, a greater uh, burden desire, Lord, to be a more effective witness. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, as we end this year, Lord, I want to say thank you, uh, most of all for you. And Lord, but I want to thank you for this local church. Lord, I want to thank you for the faithfulness of the people of Choice Hills Baptist Church. Lord, those that are here tonight, those that are listening in and would be here uh, physically if they could, but they're being faithful uh, to listen in. And Lord, I thank you, uh, dear God, that in we can end 2022 with the door still open, with the light still on. Lord, uh, still supporting missionaries. Uh, Lord, uh, still uh, uh, making the effort to be the local church that you would have us to be. Of course, Lord, we want to uh, grow uh, spiritually, but Lord, we also want to grow uh, numerically. But God, you've sustained us. And Lord, we want to acknowledge that. Lord, through what we've been collectively, through what we've been individually, Lord, you've sustained us. And we want to acknowledge that and give you the praise and honor and glory. Lord, again, we pray for the physical needs among us. Lord, as we think of uh, the Muxlows and the Thomases and uh, Sister Sherry and uh, 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 Lester's mother and uh, Sister uh, Baruch's uh, father and, uh, Lord, just uh, uh, others that have great physical need. Lord, even uh, Sister Judy in a car, Lord, she uses that car to come back and forth to church and do things, Lord. I pray that uh, she that uh, that would work out. Lord, we think of Brother Mark's uh, brother uh, Ken, and uh, Lord, uh, even Priscilla trying to get home to see family. And Lord, uh, and Lord, you care about all these details of our life, Lord. Uh, whether whether to us it may be what's called a little thing or a big thing, uh, you care, and Lord, you want to work on our behalf, and we thank you for that. Now, Lord, help us as we look at this portion of Scripture and our first desires that Jesus Christ be glorified, and Lord, you would work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, uh, again, uh, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, right? As we're concluding this year, I uh, uh, thought we'd look at this verse. Of course, it's uh, we're at the uh, end of Ecclesiastes, right? Chapter 12. And of course, this whole book is a sermon about life. It's a sermon about life and how God wants to work in our life. Over 30 times in this sermon, in this book, in this sermon, Solomon declares that he plunged into life, right? He just tried all these things to find happiness, tried all these things to find fulfillment, 
And at the end of the day, he came up empty, which is the reality of no matter what you pursue in this life at the end of the day. You know, uh, again, you know, I think of, you know, my loved ones and I see what's going on in their life. And I say, well, unfortunately, they're just reaping the results of the decisions they've made in life. And that's what the Bible teaches. So whatsoever man soweth, that shall they also reap in that sense. But also, as we'll see here, you know, shows that the things of the world can't satisfy. That everything under the sun without God, no matter what it is, leaves life empty. So we see here verse 13, right? It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What is it? Well, it says, fear God, fear God. You know, Romans 3.18 says, there's no fear of God before their eyes. Boy, as we look out in the world, what do we see? We see a world that has no fear of God. I mean, they could care less about the things of God. But Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And so the fear of the Lord is important. So Solomon had learned as he went out and he pursued these things and he tried all these different things. He learned that there was not enough wealth to satisfy. I mean, you know, I mean, he was the wealthiest man of his time, probably one of the wealthiest in history, if not uh, uh, the wealthiest, you know. I don't know how they figure all that stuff out, but no doubt he was, we know he was wealthy, but he found out wealth didn't satisfy. There was not enough wealth to satisfy. There was not enough work to satisfy, right? He was always, we know that he was always building something and doing this, but there wasn't enough work to satisfy. And of course, a lot of people, you know, they're workaholics. They try to find satisfaction in that. There was not enough worldly wisdom to satisfy. You know, he was, he was, you know, God allowed him to have wisdom and there was not enough, of course, relationships to satisfy. But thank God that uh, he finally understands there's enough in God's word to satisfy and there's enough God to satisfy. So he tried all those things. His hands were empty after all that building. His mind was empty after all that studying. He mentions that, right, he, about uh, studying. Much study is awareness of the flesh, he said at the end of verse 12. And then his heart was still empty after all the relationships. So we see here there's more than the, but here, right, we know it's a sermon, but when we get to the end here and he says, let us see the conclusion of the whole matter, he's talking about more than just the conclusion of his, his sermon, right? He's not finally saying, and as we conclude, and everybody's going, oh, wow, he's finally getting the sermon. I mean, I mean, it's already after 12, and he's just finishing up. No, what he's talking about this, he's talking about how he pursued all these things in life, and not as he just comes to the end of a sermon, but as he comes to this stage of life, we see it's more than the conclusion of a sermon here. It's the conclusion of a man's life's pursuits. You know, many people have their ideas about how life should be concluded, but here God shows us His. And of course, conclusion means this. It means the summary of the final purpose, the main purpose, the final result, the way to bring life to an end. And so God says through Solomon, this is the conclusion of the whole matter. The whole matter, the entirety of something, the end result about the whole argument. He said, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've argued this, I've argued that, and I find out that this is the conclusion. This, I finally realized what satisfies. I finally realized what's truly important and what 
we should spending our time on and doing in life. And of course, we all know in life ourselves that life's complicated, and especially when we are not walking according to God's word. And of course, God will help us simplify it and bring it life down if we'll focus on him and the word of God to what really matters in life. And that's what he's saying. Listen, after trying all this, finally, I realized what really mattered in life. And boy, what a, what a terrible thing to spend a whole life and not realize what really matters in life. You know, uh, I don't know why I'm using my uh, uh, father as an example, but you know, I said, that's a bad thing about being a preacher. You got to tell on yourself and tell all things. But, you know, it's heartbreaking. You know, as I was, as I was, uh, as I was there and I saw my, uh, you know, my stepmother's children. And boy, you know what? I saw they really love their mother. Boy, if I saw some kids, that love, they really love their mother. And I said, man, she, that she had a good relationship with her children. <laughs> she was close to her children. And I saw how close the children were. You know, and, and the, the home, I'm using this as an example, but the home that my dad and stepmother lived in, that's, that was the home that, uh, that her children were raised in. So every day they were coming over, you know, and they would just show up. And my dad said, well, not that he, he I mean, he's known her for years, but he says, you know, man, they, they, they just show up and they, all three of them, they'll just come over. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, well, they grew up in that place, and that's where they have the closest connection with their mother. And I said, you know, I'm thinking, you know, my, my poor dad, because he, you know, he didn't have that close connection with his kids growing up, and he didn't really didn't have a close connection there, that, you know, my dad's seeing this the way that a family should be in that sense, you know, and, and he, 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 he's missing out on that. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, get that, and it's sad, it's sad to see. You know, but it was nice to see, you know, that these these children, how they really, you know, love their mother because she she raised them as a as a as a single mother and she taught them to be close. And here, you know, her children are in their uh, uh, late 50s to early 60s. And just to see that that precious uh, uh, connection as they as they uh, they they mourned uh, for their mother and realize, you know, uh, how important. A family is, but, uh, you know, what really matters in life. But notice in verse 10, let me get back to this. It says here, the preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright. Notice this, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads, and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. Verse 10 says the words of truth. Of course, we live in a world surrounded by lies and so thankful that we have a source of truth that we can turn to as believers. And verse 11 says the words of the wise are as goads. You know, wisdom. Thank God that we can have, uh, you know, uh, 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 Solomon tried all that, you know, that worldly wisdom and all those things. And he realized that the true wisdom is, comes from God and his word. Wisdom is the discernment and judgment to make right decisions. How do you know if somebody has wisdom? Well, look at the, not just how much knowledge they have, and, right? But look at the, the decisions they are making and uh, if they're making right decisions. You know, wisdom can take the long look at life and understand where decisions lead. 
You know, a lot of people, they, they, in one sense, they, they live for the moment and they don't realize there's a result at the end of life to where those decisions lead. But wisdom can also, right, if it's based upon what's right, take the instant look at life and say, no, I will not do that. I will do what's right. Isaiah 53, 6 says this, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone from his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Here it says, we have turned, right? We know in our own we go the right way. So God gave his word, right, to, to act like as a go to turn us back to the way we should go. His word through his spirit, right? We all know what a, a goat is, right? That uh, uh, those that are plowing and using that stick, right, with the point to jab the animal to get it to go the right way. When that animal wants to wander off, the, the, the guy will jab it and help it stay on the right way and plow the right way. And that's what God does in our life through his word and through his spirit. He jabs us and he prods us and he stings us. And we don't, we don't like that, but you know what? I'm glad that he does. I'm glad that he does convict. He wants us to hear and to obey. Luke 6, 46 says, And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? He wants us to hear his word and heed his word. And so he says his word is like goads and like nails. We need to make sure we have nailed some things down in life. As we finish up this year and prepare to start a new one, we need to make sure, of course, first of all, that we have salvation nailed down. We need to make sure that we have sound doctrine nailed down. We need to make sure we have a surrendered life nailed down. We need to make sure we have a desire to witness nailed down and make sure that we have proper relationships nailed down. And God teaches us all those things through his word. 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16 say this, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Thank God for the children being raised in the word of God, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And here it is, is profitable for doctrine, right? Getting get sound teaching, but here it is, reproof, right? Prodding, jabbing, right? Reproof. The word of God looks us in the eye and tells us we're doing wrong and tells us what's right. For a correction, hey, you're leaning off to the wrong way. No, come back this way. And for instruction, for righteousness, how to get right, how to stay right, and how to do right. Matthew 4, 4 says this, but he answered, said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I'm glad that verse is in there. It says every word. I wrote that and I said, so much for only Paul's writings, right? We need the whole book. Every word in here is important and we need it all. But then verse 14 says this, for God shall bring every work into judgment, right? So he says, this is the conclusion of the matter. This is what's important in life. This is what you need to focus on. You need to have the fear of God on your life. You need to keep God's word, right? And realize that's the duty of man because the reason this is the conclusion of the matter is because one day life's going to have a conclusion. And you need to be ready for the conclusion of life. One day life will conclude. Our opportunity to serve the Lord in this life will conclude. There will be a judgment. And as believers, of course, we know our sin was judged at Calvary. But of course, one day our works are going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. And then, of course, the loss will be judged at the 
great white throne. Revelations 20, 11 through 15 says this, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Well, I remember the, when I was a young Christian and I was arguing with some Jehovah Witness or somebody about hell. You know, they don't believe in hell. And they said, well... You know, you say people are going to be in hell forever, but right here, what's, what's that verse say? Man, that, that confused me because I didn't understand it when I was a new believer. And I was like, well, I'm going to find out what that means. And I'll, I'll get back with you. Of course, we understand it. We, we know, but of course, when we're preaching, we can't, you know, we say, well, you're going to be in hell forever. But we know realistically, people aren't going to be in hell forever, are they? Well, no, they're going to be in the lake of fire forever because where's hell? Hell's in the middle of the earth. God's going to get rid of the earth and he's going to make a new heaven and earth. So if hell's, I mean, that's what I believe. I believe hell's in the middle of the earth. So of course they can't be in hell forever because, right, he's going to get rid of the earth. So that they're, right, at least uh, the hell there, the lake of fire. Well, I don't want to get off on that, but that's what it says. But when I saw that hell delivered up to it, I was like, oh no. But thank God, that's why I got to read the whole book. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell, there it is, were cast into the lake of fire. All right, this is the second death. And whatsoever was not written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I don't know where that is, but it's there, right? So as this year concludes, right, we look at the conclusion of the matter, right? Find out what's important in life, uh, staying in the Word of God and staying with the God of the Word and letting it continue to keep us on track and to guide us and direct us and realize that, listen, let Solomon be an example to us. You know, he, he tried all the, the building. He tried all the, he tried all the works. He tried all the relationships. He tried all the wealth and he tried those things and he came up empty and he realized at the end of the day, it's just about walking with God and doing his will in your life. So as this year concludes, let us ask ourselves, is there anything in your life? Paul, Solomon realized he had a lot of things in his life that he didn't want to meet God with. So he said, hey, let me end my life and get focused on what's serious. So as we end this year, as we conclude this year, is there anything in your life that you do not want to end this year with in your life? Is there anything in your life as we conclude this year that you would not want to meet God with? Solomon tried a lot of things in life, and this was his conclusion, right? Stick with the book and stick with the God of book. So I'm not sure what you've tried in life. I'm not sure what you may have gotten into uh, this year. But here's the great thing. When you understand the conclusion of the matter, you can conclude this year correctly. And so that may that be uh, our desire. As we understand what the conclusion of the matter is, to fear God, men, to walk according to the, the Word of God, and to live to the glory of the God of the Word. This is the whole duty of man. God, God made it simple. It's man that complicates things, right? If you just stick with the book, life will be a lot more simpler and as you walk with God. So a good way to end of the year, say, well, you know, I've 
lot of a lot uh, a lot of few things in my life or whatever that shouldn't be there. And you know what? I don't want to conclude this year with those things. And so tonight be a good night to take those things to the Lord. Or if you're concluding the year properly, it's a good night to say, Lord, amen. Help me to understand the conclusion of the matter. And Lord, thank you that I can conclude this year, that I can finish this year. Amen. Uh, being right where I should be. Lord, you've, you've kept me uh, in your word. You've kept me in your will. You've kept me in the church. You've uh, kept me uh, being the type of Christian that I be. That's not a boastful thing. We think we always have to, you know, be negative. No. You know, when I, when I pray for people, right, I pray for those that need to be saved. Right? I say, God, give, give, the, give uh, the, the, the grace of salvation to those that need to be saved. I pray this every day for people. So, Lord, those that need to be saved, save them. So those that need grace for salvation, give it to them. Those that need saving grace, give it to them. Those that need uh, uh, your grace to move in their heart to stir them to get right with God, Lord, help them to get right. And then, Lord, those that just need sustaining grace, Lord, those that are doing right, just give them the grace to keep doing right. I don't, you know, there are people, amen, living right. There are people doing right. And so I want them to, God give them the grace just to keep on keeping on and doing the right thing. And to me, those are three categories. Either somebody that needs grace to be saved, uh, saved, but need grace to the conviction to get right, or people that are saved and uh, to the best of their ability, they're trying to walk right with God, and God just give them the grace to keep on doing uh, the right thing. And so, all right, so if, as we look at the end of the year, if there's somebody that needs to be saved, get saved. If there's somebody that needs to get right, get right. But hey, if you're, if you're to the best of your ability, you're doing what God would have you do, then I say, man, just say, God, give me the grace just to keep on keeping on and living a life uh, uh, to your glory. Because I want to conclude this year right, which will help me to start the next year right, right? Because the best way to wake up in the will of God is how? To fall asleep in the will of God. Amen. That's the way to do it. Let's pray.